to the only show that takes you inside the cockpit of the 30th Intelligence Squadron Sparta Seat Football League. With 24 teams across two conferences and six divisions, the competition is as fierce as an F-22 in a dogfight. Prepare for liftoff, folks. You won't want to miss a second. Love it. Episode one. Great, in, great uh, introduction there. You guys ready for this? I'm ready for the season. Yeah, it's uh, it's upon us. We're like, well, this is Tuesday. It's Tuesday right now. This episode will probably come out Wednesday. So like one more day for all the listeners. Um, for those of you who don't know, my name is Novel Reshif. I am a beat reporter for the Sparta Sea Football League, the SFL. Uh, I primarily beat report on the six pa- the six packers, but uh, you know I I'm such a good reporter that I report across the whole league and I host this weekly podcast. Um, and with my, my with my co-host Clarence Butler, who is also a beat reporter, how are you doing, Clarence? I am doing great. Uh, I'm out in Hude uh, in the Blowfish Country out here, uh, but just like you, I like to get out, see how the other teams are doing, and uh, give us best news as i can about him that's fantastic i can't wait i'm looking forward i'm you know it's not can't wait it's already upon us i'm looking forward to the rest of the season you know talking about the sparta sea football league with you every single week Um, oh it's gonna be great absolutely we also got with us a special guest host so for our listeners uh the typical structure of the show we're gonna have myself as main host clarence as a guest or alternate co-host then we'll have a guest host each week um, from across the league. So if you'd like to be a guest host, listeners, you know, let let us, let me let me know. Uh, but this week, our guest host is beat reporter for what, what team are you the beat reporter for? We are the Persians. The Persians. Uh, yes, it is JD Mail, a beat reporter for the Persians. I also cover the rest of the SFL as well, but uh, mainly focus on. That's awesome. So uh, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself, JD Mail. Uh, so yeah, JD Mail. I've uh, been a part of this this league for a solid couple weeks now. Um, you know, following the Persians, I just latched on immediately, and uh, they're the best team in the league by far. Um, yeah, not surprising while you're uh, while you're liking them, right? Yeah, you know what? We, uh, we we may be a little bit of a bandwagon over here, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but nope, out from uh, we're we're from the Middle East. Um, you know, obviously the Persian name uh, as we follow our 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 team. Um, but yeah, we're excited to, to be a part of the league and, and and dominate like the Persons did such a long time ago. <laughs> I'm excited to see how you guys do throughout the season. Probably won't be that great, but you know, good luck. Uh, so we're gonna start off each episode with some interview questions for our guest hosts. Uh, but since this is our first episode, I'll also be asking these to Clarence. Um, so which one of you guys wants to take the first question? We'll we'll let the guests take it. Oh, okay. All right. So JD Mill. What is the one mistake you never want to repeat this season, and how will you avoid it? Uh, the mistake I don't want to repeat this season, uh, I had seen a, another manager I followed a long time ago. Uh, he thought he was in a redraft league, and uh, Saquon Barkley tore his ACL, and he dropped Saquon Barkley. He then lost Saquon Barkley forever because it turned into be a, it turned out to be a dynasty league. Uh, so I will make sure that... that, uh, that uh, DJ, the actual GM of the team, does not drop his star players to to to, to waivers. Good answer. Good answer. I I feel like I've heard of that story before, um, as a couple of our other listeners might have as well. Um, it was pretty hilarious. 
and definitely a lesson learned. It was really a dumb mistake on that that owner. It was really stupid of them. <laughs> they probably felt real dumb after they did it. Right? You know, when once they learned that uh, that uh, another uh, actually uh, the the team as you report for in another league, uh, the, their GM took took that player. Yeah, they were uh, fairly upset. But you yeah. know, it's it's in the past. It's whatever. So moving on, uh, Clarence. If you could pick one celebrity to be part of your fantasy team, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a great question, Novel. Well, obviously, we want someone who can be out there, can can be making plays. Um, also, a little bit of a of a showman. I like I like to see some of that. I, w- I like to see when there's a touchdown. You know, give a little dance, little uh, Chad Ochocinco type out there. Um, so, you know, I think I would have to go um, with. A classic OJ. from oh OJ is an interesting choice. Not not quite who I'd go with. Um, I was I was more thinking Trey from High School Musical. I think uh, he's got the athletic ability as well as uh, that showmanship that I'm looking. Which one was he? Was he the main character? No, he was the other one. You didn't even choose a main character. Oh, I don't want a main character. I already got a main character on Who Day and the Blowfish. Uh, we don't need any more main characters. We need that supporting cast out here. Fair enough. Male. Would you rather give up all control of your fantasy team to your mother or to a random stranger off the street? I love my mother to death. I would give control of my team to a random person. My you think mom, better odds? My mom watches no football, and <laughs> I don't think she's ever watched any football. Uh, I do not trust her for with a, my fantasy football team at all. I don't hate that take at all. I mean, you got to think about how popular fantasy is now. The odds that someone on the street knows what they're doing are pretty high. I mean, well, like you could just look at our, I mean, we're an Intel squadron, right? So just a bunch of nerds, but uh, <laughs> we're playing sports uh, here. The, the, out of how many people in the 30th, we got 24. I feel like we got a good 24. So what's that proportion? Well, yeah, that is true. That's about uh what, 10% of the squadron. And um, yeah. even that 10% is a little questionable with their choices. Yeah. <laughs> Real dumb, right? <laughs> uh who answered that one was that yeah i did that was i'm losing track already <laughs> all right clarence um how would you describe your drafting strategy only using only three words or really how would you describe the team that you beat report for uh three words uh i can i can sum it down to two uh no the this question season. is three um well i'm gonna give you two and that two is no strategy um I'll tell you right off the bat, after talking to the uh, manager of Who Day and the Blowfish, uh, they had a strategy early on, and they were ready for that strategy, but the draft pick uh, didn't line up for them. By the time they figured out what position they were drafting in, strategy went out the window. Um, and you know, some of you may be familiar. I'm sure you've interviewed uh, other managers in the past. You start off that draft, if you're not quite sure where you're going with it, you make one wrong decision at the beginning and it just starts snowballing. It goes downhill from there. Uh, and soon enough, you're drafting Juju Smith-Schuster and, you know, <laughs> nothing good can come from that. It was a pretty bad draft. Uh, male. Um, at, wait, come back. You have a third word. Choose your third word. Uh, not a strategy. Not a strategy. Okay, that's fine. All right, male. Would you rather have to buy 10 things you don't need every time you go shopping or always forget the one thing that you need when you go to the store? I would probably buy 10 things I don't need. And those 10 things, I'd probably just buy like 10 extra toothbrushes. 
can never have enough toothbrushes. That's a, but then that's you a need easy. Them. Do what? They gotta be. I mean, you can you could argue that you need toothbrushes. Oh well, that's what I'm saying. But you, and you can never have too many. Let's be honest here. Do you all go shopping at the store and not come home with ten things you don't need already? <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. <laughs> but if I can Especially choose, if you go things. hungry. If I could choose the 10 things, I would choose like 10 toothbrushes. They're pretty cheap and they're things that you will need eventually. How, how intensely are you brushing your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> what are you go? How are you going through toothbrushes? Like I replace mine like once every fuck three months. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, you probably have more cavities than he does. Actually, you know what? Zero cavities last time. Toothbrushes also have multiple uses. You can use them to clean shoes, to clean floors, toilets, your teeth. You can clean all the time. You do your teeth after You're cleaning that? your toilet with toothbrushes? I do it in that order. Shoes, floor, <laughs> toilet, teeth. There's way better tools to clean your toilet than a toothbrush, man. Not according to the Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah, and why are you listening to that? <laughs> all right. Uh, would you rather be known as the person who always overpays in trades or the person who always lowballs? This question is for Clarence, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, we're talking picking up waivers or specifically with a trade. Trades, trades. Who, who are you? Do you want to be the person known known as uh, the person who always overpays in trades? So, like, you always get the crappy end of the deal. Or would you want to be known as the person that lowballs? So, like, when you send a trade, like, oh, your first your first trade is going to be trade offer is going to be BS. Well, um, you know, coming from experience back in my days playing playing fantasy. I already was known as the the low baller, uh, and I was perfectly fine with that. You know, yeah. I'll go the whole season not making a trade if I'm not going to get exactly what I want. Um, and does that always work out for the team? I mean, just ask the manager of uh, Hude and the Blowfish right now, and he'll tell you no, that does not always work out. <laughs> but sometimes you'll get a good deal out of it. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of agreed, like, because if you're known as the person who always overpays, Right, you've probably overpaid a couple times, and that sucks. Oh, absolutely! Like that just means that you had a bad trade, and you're going to get taken advantage of. Yes, yes. Um, if you had a walk-up song for your weekly matchups, what would it be? Last question. Going to mail. Oh, walk-up song. Well, walk-up song. Uh, uh, weekly uh, matchups. I mean, if you're not going with uh, the glass shattering from Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, th- then you're just wrong. That's the best walk-up song anyone could have. So that's the answer. That is pretty good. So. That concludes the interview questions. I thought you guys had some really good answers. I really enjoyed them. I, hope I really enjoyed answering them. Yeah. Um, so next on our like on our show doc, it says chit chat slash non football news. Would you guys like the chit chat, or we could just roll right into this? You have any you have any fun anecdotes that you'd like all of our listeners to hear? I don't got anything. I think uh, move right on. Right. Uh, listeners, you know they're paying customers. Let's uh, give them what they want. That's I true. do have the. Uh, the special, the special news that I could throw in here because it doesn't really fall in lo- any lower. Special news. Remember we want to hit a news flat or a news, a uh, news thing right away. What's that? All right here. Article? Let's let's it's, let's do it. You read it. All right. A Delta Airlines flight from Atlanta to Barcelona was forced to turn around Friday after a significant medical issue on the plane. Quote, it's just a biohazard issue. A member of the flight crew is heard in an air traffic control recording saying, quote, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Replying to a post, a traveler wrote, quote, both my wife and I were on the flight. It was a mess. The pilots made the right decision to turn around. 
The ground crew ripped out the carpet and put a new one in. Considering the circumstances, the ground crew did a great job along with the flight attendants and the pilots. And finally, another quote. My partner was on that flight. It was pretty bad. Another person another person posted on X, adding that it smelled horrible. I appreciate that everybody was like fine. Or it seemed like all right with it. You know, they weren't upset that uh that they Yeah, I mean around. we've all been there. Maybe not on a plane, but you've been yeah. in a situation where where you've got some bad diarrhea and you gotta get out of that situation and when you're stuck, you know, twenty thousand feet in the air, not much you can do there. There is also a video, uh, it looks like from a passenger leaving, and they recorded it, and it is just brown stains on the carpet of the airplane. So, like, it oh, is no. very visible in front of he everybody. He didn't even make it to the didn't toilet. didn't make it to the bathroom. It was on the carpet. That's a... Uh... That's fantastic. You know, I can... Uh, I've had... Recently, I have a newish puppy, and I can relate with the poop. Uh, <laughs> it has not been good lately. Uh the laundry room was quite messy the other day, so it was. If you know, if I was, if this was a plane, I'd be turning it around. Well, I'll tell you what. I hope he uh, had an aisle seat. <laughs> you can't crack a window. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good. That was a good little news bit. I like how we rolled. You know, skipped ahead, but uh, that was good. Um, all right, let's let's roll right into. So we got announcements. We'll have some. We'll have some news stuff to talk about, and then in this episode we'll go over power rankings and like when we go over the power rankings we'll kind of talk about each team a little bit and like how they did during the draft uh we're not going to go like team by team that's 2014 a lot we don't want to be here all, all night uh and then we'll call it a night and you'll see you next week so yeah real quick announcements so hopefully you're listening to this real soon but league dues if you would like to buy in to the the betting pool prize pool whatever um, it's a $20 buy-in. It's completely optional. Um, you'll send it to the commissioner's uh, Venmo. You'll keep it on Venmo um, so that there's receipts and everybody can see like all who paid and everything. Um, and then at the end of the season, we have it split up. It's all in the bylaws. Uh, the Out of all of the people that bought in, so you're only eligible to receive money from the pot if you bought into it. Uh, first place will win 70% of the pot. Second place will win 30%. And then third place will win their money back, the $20. Uh, get that money in soon. Um, yeah, before the first game starts. So hopefully you're listening to this. Um, yeah, maybe uh, before the first game, but after we go over these power rankings, that might uh, help you make that decision. <laughs> no, uh, you definitely like McKnight. Don't don't listen to the power ranking. Trust your guts. <laughs> You're gonna do great. Um, buy in. Um, <laughs> so, so speaking of the bylaws, uh, I don't know if you guys all read them. I saw that our great commissioner, you know, he puts in so much work for this league. Don't, don't you guys just appreciate him? He is he is by far the greatest fantasy football commissioner of all time. Wouldn't you well, agree? Well, I tell you what, uh, novel. Yes. Just going around doing my beat reporting, I have talked to a few managers and a few fans of the teams who seem to be unhappy with the really? recent decision from the commissioner to uh, remove kickers from the league. We don't like kickers. It's, uh, I, that's no the consensus, him. but it there's sounds no like that's more of uh, the decision made by the commissioner. See, and you'll have to you'll have to read the bylaws, which we're about to go over. Um, but too bad. Um, <laughs> 
And maybe we'll put a new rule in here, like complaining about kickers uh, will get you like an automatic loss or something on this. I'll let the uh, I'll let the managers know, but I'm just going to report what the people tell me. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fine. You are a beat reporter. So, Um, yeah, commissioner is great. Bylaws there in the chat. The message was pinned. So if you go into like the group chat and you go to the top, there's like that little pin button. If you click that. You'll see, you'll see the bylaws in there. You'll also see the invite to the other league. If you haven't joined the other league yet, you can so you can participate in the group chats for that one. Um, but real quick, I'm going to mention a couple things. So I'm pretty sure everybody's tracking, but there's 24 people in this league. There's actually two conferences, uh, which is like two separate leagues on Sleeper. So the playoffs will start a week earlier than like normal fantasy football playoffs will start they'll start in week 14 i believe yeah week 14 it'll so it'll be 14 15 16 and then week 17 the champion of each conference the conference champions will play each other in the ultimate super bowl we should come up with a name for that for that uh matchup you know not just i think uh I think we should talk to Spartan One, see if he's got any ideas. Spartan One could have some really good ideas. That's a, that is a fantastic idea, Spartan 14 or whatever you are. Actually, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're Clarence, right? Um, yeah, that is a good idea. Um, yeah, so that's how you will we will determine the champion. Um, and, you know, obviously it's a pretty big it's a pretty big deal even if you win your conference. It's 12 teams, you know, that's it's pretty competitive. Most people in this league, I would say, are pretty into fantasy football um, for the most part. So should be a pretty competitive year. Um, the opposite side of that, so the cha- not the not the playoffs, the toilet bowl. So the way the toilet bowl works is you'll be matched up kind of in the same thing as playoffs, but you'll be matched up to somebody. And if you lose your matchup, you will go on to the next round. And the final game of the toilet bowl will be the last place people's figuring out who gets last place so you do not want to take last place because with last place comes a punishment so don't just give up once the season gets near the end you know you don't want to say you don't want this punishment um the punishment is the the toilet king the or queen where i do we have we have a female in our league uh the toilet person will have to post a, fo- a photo on the subreddit r slash roast me to be roasted by strangers online for taking last place. Um, the champion will get to choose what the caption of the photo says. So a little bonus for the champion as well. Um, but yeah, that is the punishment. So don't take last place. Um, and, you know, follow through with the punishment. It's not that bad. It's just a little roasting. Um, you guys like that? It's a good, that's oh, a good I love it. punishment. I love it. And I think um, looking at our power rankings, as we'll get to soon, I think we've got some good uh, potential for for our roast me. Yes. I'm excited. Um, so let's see. Scheduling. I went over that. Drafting. We already did the draft. Roster compens- composition. Uh, everybody can see that. I will say, mention, I don't know if everybody saw this, but this is a tight end premium league. So that means so like normally players, wide receivers, and running backs – They'll get a half a point per, per reception. So every time they catch the ball, tight ends will get one point per reception every time they catch the ball. So the whole point of that is to make like those lower end tight ends more um, more better options for your flex position. Otherwise, that flex position is really just a wide receiver slash running back position. 
with tight end premium, it kind of evens the playing field a little bit for those back end tight ends. Uh, you know, uh, novel. I think that's a great transition to our biggest piece of news. Oh yeah. Going, you know, in regards to tight ends. Read it out to us. If you haven't heard, Travis Kelsey ACL injury. Now, uh, after tests on Tuesday, the Chiefs believe that uh, tight end Travis Kelsey, his ACL is intact. Now, uh, he's primarily dealing with inflation of the knee right now, uh, but the team is going to test again on Wednesday to determine if he's available for the regular season. But I'll be honest, not looking good right now, and that's really putting a downer on the six-packers' chances. Absolutely. It's uh, BS, as some would say. Um, <laughs> some would call it justice for all the trash talk that was said on <laughs> yes i mean you, we were all there we were we were there uh reporting and uh there was a lot of talk coming from the manager of the six packers he was feeling real confident um crazy even with this injury in mind he's he's not too high in the power rankings for all that talking and this just is going to drop him even further look i bet you those power rankings were already taking this into account Okay, if you, you know, say so. I bet you pre this news, that team number one in the power ring. Yeah, uh, I, I keep telling yourself that. But yeah, absolutely. This is totally karma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like probably one of the best trash talkers in the league. He's really good at trash talking. Well, uh, I'll give him credit. Uh, his trash talking typically holds some weight to it. I mean, he's got the one ring from his when he was in the previous leagues um, as a manager. Uh, and he took over this team fresh this this year. The team was excited. Uh, he, this new manager coming in maybe turned something around. Uh, and he was feeling confident. We'll see if he's still got a shot. Um, but he's got his work cut out for him. Rest of his team's pretty good still. It's Travis Kelsey. He'll be fine. He <laughs> he's he's been the number one tight end every year for the past like eight years, except for one year when he was the number two. So he'll be fine. This can't be like the one year that he just sucks, right? <laughs> the year that that GM finally drafts him. <laughs> this could be the year though, that Travis Kelsey's 33. We'll see. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> on the, on the bright side, he's not the only tight end who's injured. Yeah. So he's, he's going to have, or the, the six Packers are going to have some extra help there. Uh, both Mark Andrews and George Kittle are both in. Yeah. And you know, what's even great with that news. I know the, the GM for the six Packers, owns mark andrews in a different league oh <laughs> so, man yeah just not 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 a great start to the season so well far. you want to hear something also great about those tight ends uh gm for uh Houdain the blowfish and his team on the other league um he that team picked um mark andrews or i'm sorry not mark andrews george kittle um first pick uh in the first round not first pick but uh was that 10th pick overall and um, clearly that was a mistake. It was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to the bylaws after that horrible news that we had to be breaking, <laughs> apparently. Um, trades. Oh, I'm going to talk about trades real quick. This is, this is important. There's no vetoes for trades. I'm going to make that very clear. Vetoes suck when you, have to, when you have the league vote for trades. Because if there's a voting option... And I see a trade, and it's a very good trade, and it helps both teams. And I'm and I'm not involved with that trade. I'm going to veto that. I don't want those teams to get better, right? Right, exactly. And, and if if 
even half of the league is has is just as bad as I am and as low of integrity as I have. Um, <laughs> the, like a perfectly good trade will end up being overturned. Well, and it breaks the spirit of the trade in essence as well. I mean, trade is supposed to be backdoor deals. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be benefiting one or both parties and hopefully screwing everyone else over. Yep. But in the bylaws, there are rules against, I guess, necessarily insider training or like giving players up for like absolute. Yes. So making sure there's no collusion. That's the word. No collusion. I'll get, I'm going to, I want to very specifically go over collusion. I'll go over that in a little bit. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, here, the perfect, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick or I'm going to go do some laundry. Um, after I go to the bathroom, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be right back, guys. Hey, guys, it's the commissioner. Hey, I heard you guys were uh, talking about rules. We were talking about rules. Welcome, sir. Oh, hello. hello. Uh, what, what rules were you talking about? Uh, we were just we just finished going over trades, um, but we were about to go into no colluding. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me go over real quick some other things about trades that you might not have mentioned because they're very intricate details. Um, there is no veto option, but trades can be if there is collusion, they can be reversed. So they won't be vetoed, but they can be reversed. Um, they could also be reversed if they were accidentally select- accepted and the owners involved immediately reach out to the commissioner, like right after the trade happens. So if you accidentally click accept instead of reject, that can be overturned. You just have to immediately like post into the group chat. Hey, I accidentally clicked accept. Um, no buyer's remorse. Bullshit though. <laughs> no, that's good to know. Absolutely. Um, you know, everyone's hopefully not everyone's been there, but uh, click and accept, especially if you're one of those who's known to be making those bad trades. People are going to be sending you trades all the time. Yes. Um. So collusion. Yeah, that's this is perfect that I walked in as the commissioner to talk about collusion just at, at this moment. Um. But let me scroll down to the cl- the, cl- the collusion section. Um. I'm going to read these off essentially. So collusion is secret or illegal cooperation or conspiracy, especially in order to cheat or deceive others. So this, these are considered collusion. This is not, there's other things that are considered collusion. It's not exhaustive list, um, but trading players to a team with the sole goal of stacking that team, intentionally losing a game to benefit someone else's team, intentionally dropping a player for another team to pick up. So if you drop a player and like you tell somebody, Hey, like try to pick this player up. I'm going to drop them for you. Including, uh, dropping your entire team to waivers. Um, if you get upset, don't be a sore loser and just drop your whole team. Um, any agreements involving money outside of the league. So like splitting prize money or selling your players for real money, like saying, hey, I'll give you this, uh, this player for this much money or like making a side bet like outside of the league like oh if i win this bet i will trade you this player for nothing that's collusion um loaner trade so this one's always a little bit of like people always don't understand it loaner trade so like if you trade somebody and you're like hey i'm gonna trade you this player for this week i need a tight end but then next week you're gonna trade them back to me that is a loaner trade because that's essentially mm-hmm. extending your bench. So, like, r- making that same exact trade that following week. Um, those are, like, a little bit harder to catch, but it's, like, 
you know, if somebody makes a trade and they didn't have a tight end for one week and then they trade those exact, make that exact same trade back, that's a loaner trade. That's illegal. That's collusion. You're working with another team to manipulate the league. Uh, these are examples that are not collusion, bad or dumb trades, leaving a roster slot open. So if you forget to start somebody, uh, cornering the market for a position. So if you know that your opponent needs a tight end and you go to, and you have a bunch of free, uh, open waivers, uh, bench spots and you pick up all the tight ends on the waiver wire, that's not collusion. That's just being smart. Uh, Talking with another team about how to improve both of your teams or like for so in trade talks, like who would you want for my team? So like in trade negotiations, like, oh, this will help me and it'll help you. But if it's a trade, that's, you know, that's fine. Um, intentionally losing a game to benefit your own team, um, letting another team know that they have an empty roster spot or that one of their starting players is out. On the flip side, it is also not collusion to say nothing. So if you see your buddy it like doesn't isn't starting a quarterback or like their quarterback is injured or something like that and you're like hey you should set your lineup that's not collusion so does that do you guys have any questions about that no i don't and those are great i think um it'll be good for all of our managers especially those new ones to listen to this podcast get this information yes but i'm glad to hear it because I, i've been i've seen it in the past in leagues where playoffs are happening and a team that didn't make the playoffs uh, they're going to give all of their their starters to uh, one team in particular to carry them through the playoffs. So I'm glad we got these rules in here to prevent that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's a great list, exhaustive list, but I mean, it's it's necessary. Like it stinks that it's necessary, but it has to be. Yeah, I've uh, I've been a commissioner of multiple leagues in the past, and I've seen almost every single one of these instances. Like it always happens. So just stating it right off the bat, it's in writing. Um, so don't do it. Just have fun. Play, play, play smartly. Um, well, sir, do you have anything else to tell us? I think that's it. Oh, I just want to mention real quick, there's a board of directors. So if, if you don't like any of these trades, like if you really want to add kickers or something like that, there's a board of directors. Each division has a representative. Um, and then because there's so many people, I've split up the responsibility. So uh, the general manager of, I don't know what team he is, but uh, Brian Small, uh, staff sergeant select, Congratulations, Small. Uh, mm. Staff Sergeant Select Small is the co-commissioner, ultimate alternate commissioner. So he's really responsible for the uh, Titans conference. So a lot of things you can go to him for. He can like adjust rosters and stuff like that. Um, but you also have a division representative, and those are listed inside of the board of directors. We still need a division representative for the Hoplite and Phalanx. How do you say that? Phalanx. Phalanx divisions um i think that's it well thanks for stopping by sir yes pleasant surprise all right i'll see you i'll see you guys on the flippity flop all right sorry guys you missed it like we had the commissioner stop by oh shit what really yes yes it was it was perfect timing though because he was able to go over uh, the last bit of rules for us clarify a few things oh thank god i don't have to talk about that such so dry content um Really? So you you finished everything going over the bylaws? Exactly. Yep. We went over everything. Uh, He clarified the the last bit of information. So we can move on to the fun stuff now. Sweet. Let's get into the news. News flash, asshole! 
Uh, let's jump right into a couple of these. Who wants? To, I'll read them. I'll read them. According to Jamison Hensley of ESPN, All Pro tight end Mark Andrews is expected. Oh, we already talked about this. Uh, according to oh, here, Cup status for Week One is up in the air after he reaggravated his hamstring injury, but the team is apparently still considering him day to day for the time being. Sorry about that. The very professional podcast, we <laughs> um, as you can see. Well, now that that Cup news is big news as well. I mean, that's up there with um, that's up there at, with. Uh, the, those tight ends that we've been seeing, um, he's definitely going to be one of those players that would be scoring most of the points for one of these teams. Uh, I'm not sure w- which team had him. That's I'm looking that up right now. I'm actually also very curious. I can't remember exactly where he went in the drafts. Um, I know for at least the Gladiators Conference, it is uh, prior. Uh, he has Cooper Cup. Oh, uh, that's right, and he's he's projected. His team's projected very highly, and no, is that taking Cup into account right now? Is that not? We'll have to see when the season starts. I will say though, for for Pryor, he did take Cooper Cup with the two hundred five, so he got him in the second round, like great value for Cooper Cup. So I mean, yep. I mean, I definitely think it's worth like that's definitely worth it at that pick. And like, I, I I've heard some talk about like you know Cooper Cup might be back like week two or three, right? Um, so he dropped because b- before all, all our drafts started, he was like going like fifth overall in a lot of like mock drafts. Uh, so that, that could be pretty good value getting him late second round in the Titans division. He went as the 11th overall pick, though. Yes. So, a little bit higher. Still DeAndre Swifties. Um, but still, yeah, that's a bit, big blow to those teams. We'll see if they can continue without it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we have, though? Um Oh, another big player besides Cup. Uh, according to NFL.com, Ian Rappaport, all signs point to Joe Burrow's calf uh, injury as all good. He's suiting up for week one versus Cleveland Browns. So great news for those two teams that picked up Joe Burrow. Um, Joe Burrow, he's been a little injury prone uh, as as we've seen in the past. I know he, he used to be on uh, Houday and the Blowfish. Uh, he was on that team previously when I was was first starting off beat reporting for them. Uh, so we had a few issues early on uh, when he was playing for that team where he would get injured. Uh, but he seemed to bounce back every time. So I think overall, um, we'll see who picked him up. But that, that team that picked him up overall, it's a good pick. It's a safe pick. Even if he does get injured, uh, injured he seems to back bounce back pretty I do have a fun stat about Joe Burrow as well. I don't believe he's ever played in a preseason game since he's been in the NFL. He's always been injured for, or he's just been held out of all of his preseason games. Really? And maybe other than like his rookie year, but yeah, ACL tear uh, the year after that. Uh, I don't remember what happened last year, but then this year is, is happened. Oh, the commander has him. Oh, the not so dirty birds. The not so dirty birds. Yeah, that was a, I think, and that was in the second round where he picked him up at least. Yeah. Um, so last pick of the second. Wow, that's Good insane. Snag. In then, the Titans conference, uh, Sinric got him with the 407 in the fourth round. Wow, that is impressive that he lasted that long. That's what uh, go ahead. Uh, next news we got is going to be speculation that the Cardinals will hold Kyler Murray out of games even when he does return to full health. Um, 
but apparently the franchise will play him when he is cleared. Murray was recently named a captain for the 2023 team and reportedly has support from the new coaching staff and front office in Arizona. So there may be some upside looking at Kyler Murray actually playing this season. Yeah. So you're he, saying upside, though. I mean, he's going to be out at the beginning of the season with injury, and then Call of Duty is going to come out the second half this season, and he's basically <laughs> going to be out for the second half. Yep. <laughs> I... I loved that storyline about him, like having like written into his contract that he had to study film. Like, what was it, four hours or a week or something like that? It wasn't even that much. Like, <laughs> I don't blame him though. I mean, homework's no fun, but when you're getting uh-huh. paid that much, you should probably do a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh he, you know, definitely not worth rostering right right now, but he could be. Right at the end of the season, you know, going to the playoffs, like he could be a sneaky, sneaky start in there. Yeah, yeah, I especially mean, this league. Um, you know, it's it's twelve teams in one league. You're going to be a little thin on the quarterback side. Uh, overall, a lot of the quarterbacks are going to be scoring the same points, but you've got those few, maybe five or six quarterbacks are going to be ahead of the rest. And so, if you're going into the postseason and you don't have one of those, this would be a great pick. Not right now, though. <laughs> don't nobody roster him. That's a dumb. That's a dumb decision. I'm telling you right now. You know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to trust me, but that's a dumb decision. Don't nobody put him on team. Well, let's hope they're listening to this podcast. They're getting this information now. Let's come on. Everybody from the league is listening to this podcast. It is the <laughs> hottest thing right now. New York Jets running back Brees Hall is not practicing Monday. Head coach Robert Saleh stated that it is a maintenance day. Uh, interesting news. I don't know necessarily if that's going to be too impactful for the fantasy season. Um, could just need that rest day, and then he'll be back and ready to score some points. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, yeah, and it's understandable. Coming off that ACL injury from last year, Like, don't want to overload him too quickly. He's going to be pretty interesting this year, him and Cook. Um, I don't know. Like he was so he was so hot coming in last year, right? The injury. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how the season plays out for him. Miami Dolphins and the Green Bud Green Bay Packers were both willing to give Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor a contract that placed him among the highest paid running backs in the league entering the twenty twenty three regular season, according to a source. That would have been sick to have him on the green bay packers i you know they are like the best team in the nfl um so like just adding one of the best running backs a boy from wisconsin wisconsin you know uh one of the best running backs to come out of wisconsin i just that would have been awesome right you know it still could happen still could happen i just don't see it making sense for green bay when having aaron jones and aj dillon miami 100 yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess in running back years, yeah. But yeah. I don't know what the Packers give up for him. I don't know what Miami gets up for him. But at the same time, you do need to consider, um, as he said, you know, he's a hometown hero, and mm-hmm. that always that always gives you a little bump in that that weight. The fans love that. That brings the fans in. Uh, any team, if they have that hometown hero, and if, especially if they're going to be a playmaker and they're going to be in the news, as look at what this kid's doing for his hometown. You know that's that might be worth it just in that. And the Packers, the Packers fans love their players. You know, uh, AJ Dillon, he's known as the with Packers fans, he's known as the uh, the mayor of Door County, one of the most beautiful areas in the United States. 
Torcani should go there. Um, he loves it there. He's a big fan favorite. So just having him and Jonathan Taylor and like Aaron Jones for this year, that would be that'd be pretty sick. Also, for the Dolphins, that would be pretty awesome for them too. Like they could definitely use a Jonathan Taylor. I mean, but let's talk fantasy on this. If he gets traded to to Green Bay, uh, is he going to be the first string running back? Yes. Is he going to be getting those points and picking those up? And more importantly, those running backs that people already have on their teams for Green Bay, they're going to be losing out on that shot. They're not going to be scoring as many points. I'll tell you what, as a pretty big Green Bay fan, so what would happen is it would hurt A.J. Dillon. So any, any team that has A.J. Dillon for their fantasy, it would definitely hurt him. Aaron Jones, I think, would do just fine. He's always been kind of a pass catcher, but then he could you know run through the line and like sneak his way through and get 15 yards. Um, but I think AJ Dillon or Aaron Jones would be pretty fine. AJ Dillon would definitely hurt. Um, it'd be pretty interesting though. But Jonathan Diller, I think would do great. I it is think, interesting. No, go ahead. I think AJ Dillon probably gets sent to Indianapolis. Another, like a young guy. It's a young running back who can kind of almost just come in and take his spot. Like AJ Dillon has shown some promise. So maybe he doesn't have the effect and it just becomes Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor. That is interesting as well. Um, and on Miami's side, you've got a quarterback extremely injury prone. Who knows if he's going to be in the in the league the whole time? They might want a running back who can get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quicker, get him um, safely, release the ball, and not stay in the pocket where he might get injured. As a as a Packers fan, though, I'll tell you, the Packers were never going to get uh jonathan taylor there every year we are involved in the latest uh free agent or not free agent like trade candidate we're always involved in the talks with him we're always like oh we might go to the packers oh the packers offered him this right never do they ever go to the packers never it's always just gets a hype up and then just never pull the trigger so um yeah dolphins are definitely a much more likely option and you know, it might have been because of this whole injury, like with the pup thing, right? So he's out four weeks at least. So these teams might have, you know, put in offers and they just might not have wanted to wait those four weeks or just wait those four weeks, see what his what happens with his injury and then make the trade. I think that a trade still happens by the end of the season. Um, anything, anyways, we've been on news for a lot, a long time. Uh, do you guys have anything else, any news real quick before we go into a commercial break? No, let's make that money. All right. Well, so this episode is sponsored by Awkward Ele- Awkward Elevator Conversations, the app. Um, you know, we gotta we gotta keep the lights on somehow. Um, but hey, hey, Clarence, you ever get trapped in an elevator with someone you barely know from the league and have no idea what to talk about? Oh my goodness, yes, novel. That awkward silence, absolutely unbearable. What do you say? Uh, how about those thirteen kickers? Fear not, my friend. Introducing. Awkward Elevator Conversations, the app. It's here to save you from awkward silences by suggesting bizarre and hilarious talking points. So what, uh, like something, did you know the flamingos are not naturally pink? That seems kind of bizarre. Exactly. But imagine opening with, do you think Bigfoot plays fantasy football? Your elevator rides will never be boring again. That is insane. You sold me. Where do I sign up? Just text Awkward lift, that's A W K W A R D L I F T to four zero four zero four, and you'll never be speechless in an elevator again. And remember, if your conversations are still boring, it's probably because you don't have the app. 
power rankings. <laughs> All right. Don't you guys love our very professional sound drops here? We're, I mean, we're paying the guy a lot to, to make them, so I hope they're good. Yes. Well, that's, that's what those commercial breaks pay for. Uh, <laughs> so there's two leagues or two conferences, right? One league. It's it's pretty hard to do power rankings right now with all 24 against each other. So we're just going to split it up, at least for right now, until like maybe later in the season once the commissioner or I figure out like a better algorithm for these power rankings. But I'll, I'll be, you know, behind the curtain right here, just using Fantasy Pros Power Rankings, Fantasy Pros website, using their power ring. So we're going to start with the Gladiators Conference, and then we'll get into the Titans. We're going to, so normally when we do the power rankings bit, we'll, you know, we'll mention power rankings each week. Um, but normally we're just going to kind of read through them real quick, make our reactions. But this week we'll stop a little bit, talk about each team for like a minute or two, um, you know, look at their team specifically and um, comment on it because we haven't really gone through the draft, but I think this will suffice. So starting with the Gladiators, we're going to go in reverse order, by the way. So starting with the lowest ranking, um, lowest ranking of the Gladiators Conference, we have the commander himself, not so dirty bird. Uh, Yeah. What do you say about that? Um, (laughs) That's what we say. Uh, I'm not surprised. I'll tell you that. I'm not surprised looking at how that draft went. You know, in his defense, I do think that it was his first time um, playing fantasy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, a new commissioner or a, a, a new manager, uh, that seems, that tends to happen. He, um, I know when he was signing up for the league, the commissioner, I was talking to the commissioner earlier, and when he was signing up for the league with the commissioner, you know, the commissioner had to kind of give him a little run through of the app and stuff. And um, I thought he did pretty well. For the first draft, I he had the first overall pick, right? And I was like super curious because a lot of times, like when people their first NFL league or their first fantasy football league, they and they have the first pick, they'll like grab some dumb quarterback or something like that. He grabbed like the most smart player uh, to pick right there. You know, Justin Jefferson. He's going to be a keystone. He's going to be able to just set him and forget him for the rest of the season. Uh, yep. No, absolutely. And, and that's honestly the truth of the matter is he did make some good picks. Um, I think what held him up, there was a couple times, uh, looked like there was some auto drafts happening. Um, right now he's got two different defenses. Uh, defense wins championships. Yeah, that's what you say. Defense wins championships. Uh, but I think one defense can win a championship. Um, <laughs> I think uh, you can drop that second one for sure pick up uh, a player off the roster he's going to get you some more points and i'm looking at his team right now as well um you know of course i'm going to say this i'm biased i i'm beat reporter for who and the blowfish but he's benching joe burrow right now yeah that's true well he might have saw the joe burrow kind of like hurt news and overreacted to it but he is expected to play uh but yeah i definitely should start joe burrow um you know like actually you know i'm looking at his team I, at first, I was like, oh, his running backs really suck. Devin Singletary and Dalvin Cook are his two starting running backs. He does have Jonathan Taylor, though. So, you know, later in the season, could start to turn things around. Yeah, I, I believe where the, the draft fell apart for the commander is the fourth round with the Dolphins defense. Yeah. Uh, again, like you said a little bit earlier, the, the auto draft uh, really, really kind of kind of bit him. So. But he's he's going off against um a team this first off um that 
if he does a little bit of a uh, little bit of rearranging of his team and with a little bit of luck, I mean, he he could still win this first round. It's doable. Oh, absolutely. I've seen like I've played fantasy football for now like 15 years. I've seen like the shittiest teams <laughs> win like the dumbest matchups just because like one player will go off. Um, like Justin Jefferson will get 50 points or something like that week one. Right. Um, so I think the key is you got to stay active. Uh, if he yep. doesn't touch the app this entire season, he's not going to make the playoffs. But if he's active with it, he's picking the players off the, the waiver. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a shot. Yep. A uh, couple times a week, three, three, four times a week. Check it out. Log in, make some waiver claims, and uh, you know, keep up. Set your lineup. Uh, that's usually like the non-playoff teams are usually the teams that just fail to continuously set their lineup and make waiver claims when it comes down. A lot of times. I don't know. This is a very competitive league, um, as you can tell. Number 11, we have Team Kick-Ass. Who is that? That is... That is sound like they're going to be kicking much ass. The Berg. The Berg 53. Uh, uh, this so makes a lot of sense. Here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, I was you looking in the draft. They were j- purely just picking Steelers players. Yes, I think there is some bias here, and this is definitely not the year to be picking Steelers. No, <laughs> like what did, they took like Pat Fryermuth, like stupid early fifth round, right? Uh, I mean, right before, the round before that, they took Jalen Warren at the four hundred seven. Oh like, yeah, that is that is the 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 down that is the the turnaround for this draft for this team. Their fourth round pick is on their bench <laughs> <laughs> right now. Week one is on their bench, and then he and he's not injured. He's he's healthy. <laughs> and uh, I mean, he's starting with the the Pittsburgh defense as well. And I don't know. It's this is just you know Pittsburgh has been good. There's no doubt about it. But right now Pittsburgh, I mean, I'd say that they're the bottom team in the the AFC North. I think the Browns are better than them right now. The the positives for this team. Uh, I'm gonna try to mention positives for every single team. Positives and negatives. I'm not just gonna shit on the bad team. Positives. Jalen Hurts, Stephon Diggs, Calvin Ridley, and Jordan Addison. And uh, to add to that, Brees Hall on the bench. Oh, Brees Hall's on the bench. Yeah. Yes. Brees Hall okay. totally could turn the season around. Uh, AJ Dillon also, like if uh, Aaron Jones gets hurt, AJ Dillon's going to become a monster, especially like as the we get into like the colder months, right? Where they just start uh, rushing the ball. Uh, but yeah, Stephon Diggs, Cal- I'm. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be fantastic this year. Jordan Addison could end up being awesome later in the season as well. Yeah, I, let's be honest. It is a good team. Uh, the draft itself could have been better. I think there was a little bias that went into the draft, but the picks he got will still carry him. Yep. All right, moving on to number 10. This is this is the team that I would probably, if I was just ranking all of them, I would probably put this one in the last place, like worst. Um who day and the blowfish uh yeah i don't know what they were thinking when they were constructing this team the only redeeming thing on them is, on their team is aaron jones and Devontae. now Two fantastic players if we were ranking teams by the best name this one would be up there for sure though so actually that reminds me i forgot to tell you next week episode uh we're gonna come with our power rankings of the team names oh okay so I'm, i'll be ready for it yeah so that's a that's all you listeners out there I know there's like 24 of you, right? Because everybody's listening to this. Uh, you know, make sure your team names are good by next week. Give us something good to rate. Nothing like dumb, worst of the best, or team kick ass. 
<laughs> I'm gonna tell you that's gonna be quite low. Um, or the Persians, that's a dumbass name. No, um, the Persians are <laughs> they strike fear into their opponents and yeah, they yeah, dominate yeah, yeah, yeah. the league. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, as a beat reporter for this team, um, I'll tell you, I talked with the manager after the draft. Same question you just asked. You know, what was going through your head? What were you thinking? Um, and they blacked out. Right? They was, don't remember anything. Yeah, there was some not great decisions. Um, a couple that um, are really haunting them. They were late to the quarterback game. Um, they knew going in, you don't need to get a quarterback early. But you can see right on the draft, uh, right right after they made their pick, uh, I think that was in the fourth or fifth round, that's when all the quarterbacks got picked up. And then they had to go all the way back around. And, I mean, they got Tua, which, again... When two is good, two is good. But I mean, he's got two concussions, three concussions now, and kids got permanent brain damage. I, I, you know, to be honest, completely honest, I actually don't hate the quarterbacks. Uh, Tua and Daniel Jones, I think, are both like they have upside. They have potential to be like top five quarterbacks. Uh, will they? I don't probably think so. They'll probably be like top twelve, right? But that's still fine, right? Right. Um, well, the other place uh, he was saying he he regrets is he was going way too uh, running back. Uh, heavy and you know your running backs aren't your point scorers generally speaking those gonna be your wide receivers and so again with that 12-man draft he wasn't used to that he was used to a 10-man league yeah usually a bit more players left on the board and he got real behind on that whole snowball effect um it's gonna be a tough tough season moving on to the eighth ranked power ranking um the part in the power rankings we have Sacco. um who owns this? this is gonna be Terrio, Captain. All right. Um, so got McCaffrey, Amon Ross, St. Brown is their like main two players, and Darren Waller. Darren Waller could be great. This is a tight end premium league, right? So extra points. The projections are a little bit low for Darren Waller, in my opinion, but we'll we'll see. It. Uh, I yeah, I think this team has a starting lineup, a solid starting lineup. But if there are any injuries, they their bench is not the greatest. Um, I think that's, that's what true. really holds them back. I'm I'm a bit surprised, to be honest. Uh, I know this this manager knows what he's doing. Um, I don't think he had a great draft position, and that hurt him a little bit. But uh, I think again, he's going to stay active and might get some good waiver picks. Uh, I don't I don't see him staying at the bottom for the Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke stack, if you would call it, um, is interesting to me. Um, I could see one viewpoint of it's like you're kind of getting like a really good handicap, right? Like, or handcuff, I mean, of like in case one of them goes down, the other one's going to be great, right? But I also feel like you're kind of just wasting a spot on your bench. Um, and like you're one, you're going to play Ramondre probably. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, know. especially if you're active on it. I don't know what team in the NFL that this manager typically follows. Um, but, if you're active, you're paying attention. You can pick him up off of waiver if it if it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. It'll be yeah. I'm I'm really curious what Zeke and Dalvin Cook end up doing this year. Both like you know veteran running backs that you know they're not that old, twenty eight, but like they were like the guys, and now they're not really. They're kind of like considered like really good handcuffs. So it'll be interesting to see how they eat into the other players. Uh, points in eighth in the power rankings we have uh petri dish you know what i'm gonna say about this team it's just where it is in the power rankings uh it's average yep 
Uh, I like Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert could have a monster year. Josh Jacobs, monster year potential. Um, AJ Brown could have a great year. The rest of the team is very average. Um, I don't know. I think this is the same thing that affects uh, Terrio's team. He's got three total quarterbacks on his roster and two defenses as well. Oh, I didn't so know that's that's what's gonna. I mean, he has two other players that he can swap in and out, and Quentin Johnson and Gerald Everett. Yeah, why does yep. he have three quarterbacks and two <laughs> defenses? He has two of the best defenses. So, and I wonder, is in that going to be one. influencing the, the power rating? Yeah, is that, that, that might be bumping him up in the power rating. It honestly. might be, yeah. Bumping him um, up? Yeah. Well, yeah, that might be, they may be getting those points, calculating the points from the quarterbacks. Uh, I, no, 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 no. I think the, the power rankings for fantasy pros are actually, like, they're pretty good, where I think they do take that into account of, like, that's kind of dumb. Okay. Of, like, you don't need two fences. They they have, like, a pretty good algorithm for their power ranking. Um, well, another thing here to notice, um, looking at his logo, seems to be a L.A. Chargers fan. He's got three L.A. Chargers on his team. If the Chargers have a bad season, his team's going to have a bad season. You cannot be biased when you're playing fantasy. Yeah, that's true, but it's not like... It's not like Robeson who has the Steelers, right? Like if you're going to be <laughs> okay, biased, yeah, you might right. as well have a good team. And I, you know, Justin Herbert going to be great. Um, I mean, the other you two, the other two, they're the second best team in LA though. The well, their their other two Chargers players are like deep players, right? Gerald Everett. They have uh, they have Kyle Pitts, so like there's a chance that they might not even play Gerald Everett. He's just a good backup. And then Quentin Johnston, who is like. You know, you stash him, see if he ends up being really good or overtaking Mike Williams later in the season. Or if one of them gets hurt and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, he can step in. We've yep. seen Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both have yeah. issues. And I'll like, tell you what, this matchup too, to be interesting because um, the Chargers are playing Miami this first week and the two teams have the respective quarterbacks on against going head to head. So oh, that's yeah. a game to watch for those uh, for those two managers. In seventh in the VAR rankings, we have worst of the best. Uh, they're technically the best of the worst if you're uh, looking at the math there, but that's yeah. Maybe they'll get up to position six eventually. I don't believe okay. so. I think there's a major flaw in this individual's team, and it's Jerry Judy. Um, also a hamstring well, yeah. injury guy. Um, apparently his is pretty nasty as well. Yeah, trending towards missing week one, and there's even talks he may be placed on the short term IR. But like minus that, Austin Eckler pretty damn good. Oh yeah, Justin Fields pretty damn good. Devontae Smith pretty damn good. Uh, Mark Andrews pretty damn good. You know once he's healthy. Uh, J.K. Dobbins a lot of question marks, but could be a fantasy steal this year. He could be fantastic, or he could just basically not play and suck. So uh, it'll definitely be interesting week one. I mean, right now it's a fifty-fifty matchup uh, according to Sleeper between. Uh, them and the Persians this first week. So see where it leads them. You know what? I actually really like this team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my like stamp on. I think they end up like they're definitely making playoffs. This team's definitely making playoffs. I think they end up like one of the better teams. Well, if the their league. name means anything, they'll make the playoffs and lose the first round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number six, we got Stoops Troops. Who's that? Stoops. Oh, that's Swartz. Swartz. Uh, Josh Allen. Uh, I say another same thing I saw with this manager that uh, was befalling uh, the manager of Houday and the Blowfish. A lot of running backs picked up during the draft. A lot of running backs. I yeah, mean, five. Yeah, but they're like later, right? Tank Bigsby, 
Brian Robinson. I would say like those running backs though that are like on their bench are they're not bad picks in my opinion because they're like they're upside right. Tank Bixby could be great right. He right now projected nothing right because he isn't really the full starter and stuff. And obviously if they sign Jonathan Taylor, then it'll suck for him and his value is nothing. But like dude could end up being a great, like a starting running back. Yeah. And I mean, he's got Kamara suspended right now for three games, but Mm -hmm. having him on the bench and he's got the running backs right now to back him up to start Nick Chubb. Right. Once, once Kamara is not suspended anymore and he can throw him back in the lineup, that's just going to be more. He's got a CD lamb and Josh Allen. Um, two other, you know, stud players, his team, the greatness and Christian Kirk did pretty like Christian Kirk had a great year last year. Uh, I, I know Calvin Ridley's back though, so we'll see how that ends up. But in fifth, this team, I, you know, I'm, this is, you remember earlier when I was saying that the fantasy pros power rankings are really good. I'm changing my opinion. The fantasy pros power rankings are usually pretty good, but they're incorrect about this right now. Oh, who would have thought that would be your opinion? This I can't is, believe it. In fifth is the six Packers. Um, this team uh, right. is going to win the championship, guys. They, even if they win the championship, which is not going to happen. When? Even if they do. aren't Isn't that manager going to feel a little dirty uh, having Deshaun Watson lead them to that championship? <laughs> I mean, you can say alleged all day. But alleged. We all know. Yep. We all know what he did. Um, hey, hey, just because he has him on his fantasy football team does not imply uh, that he agrees with anything. Okay. Um, it's, it's just a game. It's just a game. Calm down. I will say I like the um, I like having um, players from both the Bengals and the Browns on the team, uh, no matter who plays well. During that first game of the season, he's going to be getting some points. It's going to be interesting. The team he's up against, also very good. Um, also seems to be a little bit of a uh, Packers hater. So, yeah, um, yes. Ultimately, the thing that just stands out is that big old question mark next to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I'm looking at this team, too. I think part of the reason why they are dropped in the power rankings, they, they currently don't have a defense. Right, they wanted to see how a couple of these players that were late in the draft kind of turn out before they go and they grab a defense. So, um, we'll probably once they once they grab a defense and put it in, things will change. In fourth, we have Midlight Midnight Green Magic. Let's see what team? Who owns that team? Captain oh, that's Coyle. yes, Coil Michael Coil. Yep, I so, like this team. Good team. Yeah, that is not a bad team at mm-hmm. all. Bijan's gonna be great. You got Patrick Mahomes, who's been the number one quarterback. I mean, yeah, top love him or hate him, he's good. Yep. I am seeing, uh, this is, I never like to see this on teams. I am seeing Drake London and B. John Robinson, both Falcons mm-hmm. players. So I never like to see that because that just kind of implies like, because they're usually not going to both blow up, right? They're not going to both have a 25 point game. Yeah. He's so, got the same thing on his bench too with Samaj P. Ryan and Cortland Sutton as well. Another running back receiver duo from Denver. Yeah, it's just but and I then mean, to have him as your like locked in starters, I yeah. don't know. Not the biggest fan. Um because they're they both like anytime one t- gets a touchdown, they're stealing a touchdown from the other one. So Yep. Uh I th- see what I like about this though is you see where you can see where the season's going for that team. 
Um, if they're going to be favoring the run game, then perfect. Now you have a wide receiver, a good wide receiver that you can trade, can pick up a better player. That's very true. Yeah, they might have just taken like best available player at the time and be like, hey, I'm going to trade them away as the as the season gets going. I'm all for trading. Trading is awesome. We need to make trades. That makes fantasy fun. Trading is fun. Number three, leaving on a Jets plane. I don't like the team name. I say I was going to say great name. Great name. Uh, uh, I always like seeing Bengals on the team. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, and I and and I sincerely mean this. I'm not just saying this because I hate this owner. Um, but I'm surprised that they're ranked third. Like, yeah, this team has huge question. So, so I'm agree with you. I am surprised they're ranked third, but they do have some players that stand out. Okay. Um, Who? Tyree kills always going to be good. I yep. mean, I, he's on the Dolphins, and he's got that question mark of, you know, he's good depending on the Dolphins are going to be good, but he's going to be good regardless. You're looking at Kirk Cousins, and you might look at me crazy for saying this, but Kirk Cousins, as a quarterback, especially in the conference he is in, he is going to get points. I'm looking at you crazy. He's going to get 15 points, just like every other fantasy quarterback. He's not going to get you 22 points. Like a Justin Herbert or a Mahomes or a Justin Fields will, right? He's an average quarterback that you can get off the waiver wire. I think he's a hit or miss. You're either going to explode with Kirk Cousins or he's going to have a stinker. It's it's one or the other. Because if him and Justin Jefferson can link up throughout the season, like that's what's that's what's so dependent for Kirk Cousins. What? He had games last year worth like two points, seven points, eight points, but he, he had others had- with. 33, 26, 24. He had two games last year where he was over 25 points. He's not going to either explode or do nothing. And one of those, he got 26 points. And the other one, he got 33. That's. But like, he is a, he's going to consider. He was a quarterback six last year. Like, he's that's a what I'm saying. He'll, he'll, get, he'll get 15, 15 to 18 points. He'll keep you in the game. You know, you're fine. That's whatever. Uh, well, the, I don't the absolutely hate him. I'm not shitting then. on him. Look, he got him in the eighth round. He got Kirk Cousins in the yes. eighth round. I'm fine with that. That's not my problem. My problem with this team is, well, first, the owner. I hate him. Um, and then my second problem with this team is he has Tyreek Hill and then as his number one wide receiver. And then his number two, his next wide receiver, Jalen Waddle. Same team for those yep. of you that aren't tracking that. Right. The exact, And we were just, this last team, we were just talking about the wide receiver and the running back. These are same. These are wide receivers on the same team. They can't yeah, both catch the ball in the same play. Yeah, I his, think he, his back, his wide receivers on the bench. I mean, he's got one Lazard, Lazard, Alan Lazard. You know, yeah. don't hey, don't talk bad about Lazard. I've got a signed Alan Lazard jersey. I'm looking at it right okay. now. It's, it's right, a great sure. player. I think the actual like big thing about DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift being a starting running back for this this person, like this team is yeah not good i'm the i'm like legitimately i am kind of curious like the rankings like how he ended up in third i would if i were to legitimately rate this team i'd probably put him at like eight and you know 100 percent serious yeah um it's good not not horrible right but definitely not third well we'll see where the season takes him we will and we will see where the season takes our second place player our second ranked team uh quite dumb uh, let's uh see. that's a great description of what their team name is <laughs> that is Pryor's team yeah i'm shocked um it's a good looking team mm-hmm. and um great team we talked to Pryor 
it seemed like he was kind of unsure about the whole fantasy thing when he was talking with the commissioner. Um, and he came out to the draft ready to draft. He came with good picks, and I think he's going to go far in the season. He's He has fantastic picks. I His bench could use a little bit of work, but he does have Anthony Richardson on his bench who could end up, in my opinion, you know, halfway through the season, he could end up being the next Lamar Jackson. And let's be yeah. honest, everyone's bench is going to be a little rough in a 12-man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, I think his team, it really hinges on Cooper Cup. If Cooper Cup can get through this hamstring injury he's got, it's, his team's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited for this team. Uh, and the number one ranked team is, I've said it before, a dumb name, but it is the Persians. Well, it's, it's fitting that we have our guest here, uh, beat reporter for the Persians. Walk us through it. Why are they number one right now? So from talking to uh, Stassard Neelam, the the owner of this team, he came into this, he had the second overall pick. He just so had been a mock drafting this entire summer with the second overall pick. So his plan going into this draft was perfect. He knew exactly who was going to be available or about who was going to be available. And there are also some surprises. Um, the thing that carries this team is this receiver. Jamar Chase, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. It is untouchable and i don't think it can be beat by any other receiving core in the league. also being able to pick up mike williams as a boomer bus player later on it's that's that's like what keeps this team and what makes this team so special yeah i hate to agree it's a great looking team and even outside of your wide receivers i mean miles sanders questionable right now but for your second running back not bad yeah, projected to be the bell cow in Carolina. There's no competition behind him. There's Chuba Hubbard, but he's not going to be taking touches away from Miles Sanders. Um, other running backs are Ken Walker and uh, Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert going to be the starter for Chicago week one at least. And uh, Kenneth Walker looks to be the starter for Seattle week one. And then also getting Elijah Mitchell, uh, making sure in case Christian McCaffrey goes down, I will have uh, the, or sorry, Seth Rennie will have the, the 49ers like success in the backfield. I think the one thing holding him back, and when I say holding back, I mean there's not much holding this back team, this or this team back. But Dak Prescott for quarterback, um, you could have a better quarterback starting. But honestly, with those wide receivers you have, those few points you're going to miss out on with Dak Prescott as your starting quarterback. I don't think he's going to hurt you. Yeah, we identified that, and we decided to take Geno Smith as well later on in the draft. So two guys, I feel like we can kind of hit on and just kind of just see throughout the, I mean, Gina finishes a number five quarterback last season. So, um, and we'll probably get moved into the starting lineup. Uh, looks like he has an easier game against the Rams than Dak does against the giants. All right. So we have one more conference to go through. We'll go through this real quick and let's close this thing out. I'm yeah. This will be a long episode, but, uh, it's the first go one. quicker after this one. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, for my other podcast, I always say that. And then <laughs> we always, <laughs> it always goes longer. way longer. <laughs> Just like uh, talking a lot. Uh, all right. Titans, Titans conference, Titans, uh, number 12, last, last ranked power rankings. I think, I think everybody kind of like if everybody in the, in the Sparta C football league, the SFL was like, Hey, who do you think would be last place in the Titans conference? I think they would all say Mick, gridiron knights and they would all be correct they are the, they are the last ranked team yeah there's you said it uh novel well, there's no surprise here we were watching the draft happen live and the look of shock 
on some of the other managers' faces. I mean, they couldn't even believe what they were seeing. I mean, let's let's go through it. Fourth overall, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I mean, first off, <laughs> first off, what what are you doing picking a quarterback fourth overall? Mm-hmm. Second off, you're not even picking the best quarterback. What are we doing? Yep. <laughs> In his opinion, he, you know, he he said it was the best quarterback, and he could be. Lamar Jackson totally totally could be the the number one quarterback. So I don't know, but I I talked to him today. I talked to the GM for this team. He stood by it all. He was like, yeah, yeah, quarterback scores the most points. So yep. I um, I mean, going on from there, there's not much better to look at. Yeah. City Lamb, that was not a bad pick in the second round. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, right? George Kittle, I could see the argument for George Kittle. I think that's a little bit early to take him, right? But it is a you know tight end premium league, so I don't. Yeah, really I don't hate George Kittle. Um, as far as tight ends go, he's up there, um, but he's questionable right now. And then Kamara, we all know about Kamara. Mike Evans. I, I will say one thing. Does have the Odell Beckham and Lamar Jackson stack, so might be something there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the- it's Odell Beck- They say that every team he's on. It's oh Odell Beckham Jr. He's gonna help the team out. I've yeah. yet to see it. Has not been a top. Well, you haven't been playing fantasy that often. He started off really good. <laughs> Has not been a top six running or receiver since 2016. Uh, in order, uh, 80th ranked. 16, 26, 85, 55. And then did not play last year and uh, has yet to play, obviously, this year. You know, last pick, though, I will say he already had a defense, so, you know, maybe not the best pick. But he did choose the Green Bay Packers defense. And, you know, the Green Bay Packers defense could be fantastic this year. It has already been dropped, so. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he did. (laughs) It is dropped. All right. Number 11, we got Rodeo Clowns. I think this is Howard's team, right? Yeah, the Rodeo Clown. Um, this one's interesting for me as well. Um, you've, you've got a few decent players. Um, your quarterback's not bad. You're gonna get points with your quarterback. Um, we're looking at. Um, I mean, I'm seeing that connection with AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. That can get you some points as well. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm very surprised that this is rated so low with this. Yeah. I mean, this. Do you all see anything that I'm not seeing? This is a great team. Uh, I'm very surprised it's number eleven. Only uh, thing I would change, Dalvin Cook maybe getting traded out for like Deion Jackson, uh, since we know he's probably going to be the starter. But I mean, we know New York. Uh, I mean, maybe even Raheem Mostert putting in that spot. Other than that, like this team looks good. I don't mm-hmm. know why it's ranked eleven. Really not bad. No. Number ten, we got Angie Hall, thirty-three. That team name needs some work. Yep, definitely needs a lot of work. That would be pretty low. I. Th- Extra low, I think the 33 is in reference to Dalvin Cook as she's in. So there is also a fatal flaw with her team. Shittier. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Madison, Jordan Madison, Vikings, fan. Vikings defense, Kirk Cousins. Oh, boy. <laughs> the one of them. Now they do have Patrick Mahomes as like their actual quarterback, so that's like very good. And Aaron Jones is there. And Aaron Jones, is, yeah. D- Tyreek Hill as well. Debo. It's not a bad team. No, not horrible. No. Again, Jordan Addison. Probably going to start off the season pretty weak, right? Yes, but could totally end up being great. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. Also, has AJ, at, also has AJ Dillon if case uh, Aaron Jones gets hurt. Yeah, not a horrible uh-uh. uh, handcuff. Yeah, I think uh, if they got rid of some of the bias, drop, drop cousin. You can get. I mean, he's a good backup, but do you really need 
him as a backup to Patrick Mahomes. No. Um, I think you can get rid of Addison because you've already got Madison and grab grab someone else who's um, going to maybe get some more points on the board and the team is going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And number nine, the power rankings, we have Rip DT88. Oh, rest in peace. With this. Oh, Cedric. So when I saw this draft, this team, I was liking what I was looking at. Now, again, maybe a little bias coming through here, but um, you immediately have a quarterback wide receiver connection. Not wide receiver number one, but uh, Joe Burrow, uh, T. Higgins. You're, you're going to get some. Um, and um, he had Travis Kelsey, and that was looking really good. Now, obviously, oh, yeah. he does, right? Obviously, we'll have to see what happens with that. Uh, but during the draft, I was. I was excited for this team. Yeah. Yeah, they do have a pretty good team. Um, yeah, higher than number nine, I would guess. Yeah, with with Kelsey being inserted in there, if he's healthy, yeah, definitely I'm gonna have to see the rest of their the rest of the teams in the league, but you know, their wide receivers, they don't have any like top, top ten top end talent. So I would say that kind of hurts them a little bit. Joe Burrow, also good quarterback, not top like four. Which is kind of like a that's like its own tier kind of. Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think they like, yeah they're definitely probably I would probably rank them higher than nine. Moving on, we got number eight. We got the DeAndre Swifties. That's Wuhan Juan Reynolds for those of you who would like to know who exactly it is. Um, Cooper so Cup. He's also Cooper got Cup. yep the Cooper Cup injury there. That's gonna hurt him as well Dave- as the Jerry Judy injury. Oh yeah, Jerry Judy. Yeah. yeah, he's got both. Jerry Judy scares me. I think Jerry Judy is going to be dealing with that all year. Mm-hmm. He's a player now, that just a... doesn't come back from injuries easily, too. So, um, question for both of you: He's starting Jared Goff over Tua. What do you think about that? I don't hate it. I, I mean, with when you're looking at Kansas City's defense, like the the star of that defense is Chris Jones, and he has not signed a contract. So you're going to be able to go up against Kansas City with their without their best defensive player and maybe without their best offensive weapon. Like I don't hate Jared Goff's chances. And we saw what that Lions defense did last year. They threw the ball a lot. <laughs> I'm surprised it has the Chargers defense ranked as sixteenth against quarterbacks. Like I would guess they would be a little bit better than that, but um for uh, for Tua playing against them. Uh yeah, I don't know. I think I don't hate it either. Jared Goff I think will be all right. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of weapons now. Um, yeah, overall, I think it's another team that if they can stay healthy, will be good. But that's always the question. I think Jared Goff has a better floor. Tua has a better ceiling. Uh, number seven, we've got Blaze. Blaze, that is Brian Smalls. Interesting. He's got Dak. He's got Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins. I think that's a the really good running backs. And then Devontae Adams, Devonta Smith. Devontae yes. Adams and Devonta Smith, by the way, in case you were wondering. As, say, as you're reading those off, the the running backs are definitely what's holding this. I don't add, but Devontae Adams, Devonta Smith, and Keenan Allen, those are some studs for wide receivers. If you're starting three wide receivers. Yes, I think it just, unfortunately, this team, all three of those receivers are going up against number one corners. Like week one, Devontae Adams gets to go against uh, Denver's number one quarter, and uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, Devonta but these Smith, are rest of season power. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm just talking about for this week, like they are projected to lose. It stinks that those receivers are matched up with great corners for week and one, anyways. 
let's not ignore the fact powerhouse on their bench, Miss Houston. Yep. I, also, has DeAndre Hopkins on the bench, so that might be an interesting like plug-in somewhere. Maybe into that that flex. I I love this team. James Cook in the flex. I if you love it so much, why don't you marry it? I'm in a this team. I'm I'm putting my stamp on it. They're they're making the playoffs right now. They're for sure making the playoffs. Um, yeah, I'd probably I I'd probably put them top three. They're, that's a great team. Number six, we've got Pat's Nation. Dumb name. As I was say, terrible name. Ranger um, two six. I don't know. They got so they got Josh Allen. They got Jamar Chase. Um, wait, wait, wait. Before we move they on, got- I need to address something. This Titans division, you got if you were if you were a listener and you were a owner of a team in the Titans division, you need you guys need to step it up with your team name. I'm not saying the Gladiators division is that much better because it really is not. There's some bad names in the Gladiators division. And there's really not that many good. Ones. But the Titans division, come on, get a little get a little fun with it. I mean, they got DeAndre Hats Swift. Hats Nation is your team name. Come on. They don't even have a, a profile pick. Let's, let's, Lasbury hasn't even updated it. Griff, <laughs> Team Barman, Old Crips is probably the most, you know, Old Crips, Rodeo <laughs> Crowns, and DeAndre Swifties are probably like the most creative out of here. Rip DT88 just makes me sad. We're putting the word out now. <laughs> Fix them by next podcast before our ratings go. Next, up. yeah. Come on, guys. Titans need to, you need to step it up. All right. Sorry. What were we talking about? Pat's Nation. I was just saying Josh Allen, Jamar Chase, Christian Watson. Um, I can see why the team's ranked high. It's got a lot of talent. Um, I just don't know. I don't know what this team, though. I, it might be the name that's the team name that's just throwing me off, but I feel like they're not going to win. Well, Christian Watson's going to be a top three wide receiver. Okay. For fantasy football. And Keep then telling yourself that. I can see <laughs> Jamar Chase being up there as well. Yes. Josh Allen, obviously, going to be top three quarterback, probably. Yeah. It's not, it's not a bad team. It's solid. Michael, Th- I'm, I'm, Michael Thomas has grown on me as the offseason has been going on. You know, I was pretty low on Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has been growing on me. It's been... I'm a Chris Olave fan, but, like, Michael Thomas is going to get his. It's been four years since he's been the receiver one so? in the league. Well, since he's been the receiver one. I'm not saying he's going to be the receiver number one. He hasn't played over he's, seven games in the last four if years. He's a, if he's a top... If he's a wide receiver three, that'll be fantastic. <laughs> Keep it. It's steal in the draft. Um, Yeah. Not a bad team. This is... I, I would say this is a very, very... Very good spot for them. Number six. Yep. Number five, we got Lasbury. Team Lasbury. Two seven. Maybe I'm gonna give these people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they don't know how to change the <laughs> guys. Play around with the app, figure out how to change your team name. Uh <laughs> good team. Yeah. Nothing nobody that like immediately stands out like, oh, this player's gonna get a lot of points. Maybe Austin Eckler, but that's kind of like fragile. Yeah, just another solid team. I'd probably not gonna lie, I'd probably drop this one down. Like in the ten range, nine ten range. I was say I couldn't say it better. Solid team, but nothing, nothing special. special. Yeah. No. Next up in fourth, we have Griff. It's Griffith's team, I think. Oh, that Andy Griffith. Sense. Okay. The sheriff Mayberry. I, it's like what we talked about a little earlier. Uh, you have Diggs and Gabe Davis. Not not a recipe for. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yep. Two wide receivers on the same team. Yeah. It's never good. I would drop. I would definitely drop this one. And then again, you got Anthony Richardson, who to start the season will probably be pretty rough. Throughout the season, will get better. But I would even drop this one back down to that like 
Torsion. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm surprised this is so highly rated. Yep. Um, this Titans uh, power rankings is really weird. I think a lot of like the nine, like eight range were. I was thinking they should have been ranked higher. A lot of these guys, I think they should be ranked lower. Yeah. Drake London could be good though. Stuff Stefan Diggs, Saquon, Anthony Richardson could be good. I see some upside for this team. They could turn it around. Um, number three, we got Team Barman, a team that I don't see their team name. Uh, Tony Pollard, that's he's going to be the fantasy MVP. Bijan, another fantastic fantasy football player. Calvin Ridley, another fantastic fantasy. I'm I'm in on this team. Yep. The the receiver core is a little weak with the Herbert. two and three being Ayuk and Dotson, but like outside of that, I really like this team a lot. Their bench, uh, Jamison Williams. Yep. Great Trayvon bench Burks, stash. Sky Moore, Devin A uh, Chain. I like that. Bench as well. Yeah, A Chain. I like yeah. this team. Yeah, actually, really good team. Yep. Um. Yeah. In number two, we've got Team Mike Daly. Great name. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on Titans? <laughs> come on oh yeah uh yeah i like this team yep i can oh, see why it's rated at number a, two this Wait, is fantastic this team's winning the, the this team is the conference I championship this, i think this team be. makes it to the conference if jonathan Holy taylor comes shit. back if jonathan taylor can come back and like plug into that flex spot even like yeah that's insane and they got Where luke Musgrave. yeah hey. like it, this is a good team i'm not just being a homer right now Luke Musgrave could be a fantastic tight end. He's been getting a lot of looks in preseason and practice. Yep. Got him at the 14th round. Yep. Last, last, like last pick, I think. Yep. Um, could be yeah, I'm impressed. absolute steal. Yep. I like this team a lot. Garrett Wilson. I think he could be a top three wide receiver in the league. As Miles, also as Chris Olave. Right Chris there Olave. Yep. Christian yeah. Kirk will be great. This team is stacked there. Justin Fields, Christian McCaffrey, Miles Sanders. Yeah. This team. Uh, they've, they've, in my mind, you know, they've, they've won the Titans <laughs> conference championship. Well, let's see. And the number one power ranked team is the old Crips, Casey Youngblood's team, Sean Watson, Brees Hall, Kenny Walker, Justin Jefferson, Amon Ra, nope. Jackson Smith and Jigma. So I think honestly, what's pushed them up so high, they've got a couple very strong, but spread out. The team, you know, if one of those players gets hurt, uh-huh. this team's done. I mean, even Jackson Smith and Jigba in the starting lineup, I mean, his he had wrist surgery like a, a week ago. Like, he's yeah. not going to be ready for week one. Maybe not even week Very surprising, number one. Yep. Yep. And you know my opinion on Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you aren't, didn't you say you're a big fan? So that's why you agree that he should be it? Don't quote me on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that is that is it for our power rankings. We have gone quite long for this podcast, but it is the first one we've got a lot to talk about. We had the commissioner on, even like made a guest appearance, I'm told, um, going over some of the bylaws, the rules. So new to this, we'll get faster. Well, you guys are new to this. I'm a seasoned podcaster. Beater. Absolutely. Yeah, and for those of you listening, spread the word. Let's get some some listeners on here. Uh, get some if you're interested in being a guest host mm-hmm. um, please come on again uh, make sure you're staying active on in this league um, in the in the chat and then this will be a great way if you're active in the chat and you're active in the league we'll mention it we'll talk about it on here and 
ideally uh, there's some great potential out of this. And there's the two-minute warning, Spartacy fanatics. A massive shout-out to my wingman in Gridiron Gossip, the beat reporter who's always on point, Clarence Butler. And, of course, a big thank you to our special guest, Reporter of the Week, J.D. Mail. Your insights add a whole new level of play to the league of the 30th Intelligence Squadron. To all of you tuning in from across the divisions of conferences, your sport is the fuel for a fantasy fire so long as... So go long and hit that like button, complete the pass with a follow, and make sure you're on the first string roster for our next episode. Love what you heard today. <laughs> Unleash a five-star sack on that review board. <laughs> <laughs> for the most up-to-date scoops and tips on the Spartacy Football League, follow me, Novel Reshif, on Twitter. Actually, it's it's X now, right? X? Yes. It's your one-stop shop for staying a step ahead in the league and in the know. By the way, I actually am on Twitter, at Novel Reshif, uh, for all your breaking news. So up and. So until our next matchup, keep those waiver claims strategic, those rosters stacked, and the trash talk as spicy as a buffalo blade. This is the Sparta Sea Football League podcast where the touchdowns keep coming and the banter never stops. I'm Novel Reshif signing off. Stay extraordinary, Sparta Sea Warriors. One of the longest sign-offs. Chat, Chat GPT wrote that whole thing for me. <laughs> That's great. That's such a long sign-off. I was I like, when it. is this going to end? You have to do that every... That has to be like every... Oh, I'm keeping it. I'm okay. keeping it for sure.